everyone. I'm Randy Zuckerberg, and you are here in the Crypto Cafe, where we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, Web3, and Metaverse. Now, on this show, uh, sometimes we cover evergreen themes about Web3, or we introduce you to some of the top players and thinkers in the space. But today, I mean, we are, we're, we're in with the current events today. It is always a roller coaster in Web3. Uh, you never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. I've been in the space for a few years. It feels like a few lifetimes. Um, but these past few weeks have been a especially crazy. Our poor guest hasn't slept in a week. We're seeing this incredible domino effect right now of uh, a few businesses going down, taking the industry uh, for a ride along with them. And so we're going to get into all of that today with our guest, Jeff John Roberts, crypto editor at Fortune Magazine. Jeff, thanks so much for joining in the Crypto Cafe. Randy, thanks so much for having me. I uh, first of all, because this is kind of an audio metaverse cafe, set the scene. Where are you? What is your life like right now? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking coffee, of course. I'm looking pretty disheveled and unshaven because, yeah, I've covered crypto for a decade and I've seen things, but nothing like this past 10 days. Yeah. Usually I'm drinking coffee. I feel like today I'm drinking like the salt water of my own tears. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it, it got dark this week. Um, give us give us the lay of the land. I mean, uh, I feel like everyone has heard about what's happened with FTX and now the, uh, there's a bunch of, of new companies that have been filing for bankruptcy since then, but give us the kind of the quick lay of the land. Um, yeah. I mean, in crypto parlance, everyone got wrecked. Well, not everyone, <laughs> but I mean, this is, you know, FTX was the star. They're the one who, until a week ago, were going to make crypto mainstream, you know, help pass legislation and build the domestic crypto industry in the U.S., and that ain't happening because it all blew up. And of course, the dominoes are, you know, it turns out their balance sheet was fiction. So, you know, they owe, you know, people are out a lot of money. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, BlockFi went down. Um, looks like Genesis is, is paused withdrawals, which is a very bad sign. And this is going to continue for a while. And I mean, they FTX, like you said, they were going to go mainstream. Like they were, they were going to sponsor a stadium in Miami. They invested in everyone. I mean, they like what what happens with all of that now? Just poof. Uh, poof. Yeah, it's good description. <laughs> um, it's it, it's it's kind of sad in some regards too, because of course FTX's CEO Sam Bankman Fried was in this uh, effective altruism, this kind of goofy philosophy of you know giving money away. So there's all these entities out there, media ones and charities that were supposed to get all these grants and had based their plans around this. Now all their money's gone. Um, Sequoia Capital's money's gone. You know, it's hard to shed tears for Sequoia Capital, but it's just, yeah, it's it's a lot of people are, are being badly hurt by this. A lot of poof. Um, okay, let's backtrack a little. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and when you first got interested in crypto. Um, I was a tech reporter in, um, you know, since 2010, and I covered all the new things. And one of those new things was Bitcoin. So I've written about Bitcoin and crypto on and off since 2013. Um, and then, you know, as crypto went mainstream and became a thing, it became my full time job. 
Um, I wrote a book about Coinbase called Kings of Crypto. So I know the field pretty well. Um, I've, you know, interviewed um, Sam Bankman-Fried, you know, quite a few times. And uh, we even put him on the cover of Fortune this summer. Uh, Thank God with a caveat that he could be the next Warren Buffett or he could crash and burn. Uh, Now we know the answer. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my shtick. Um, And I, you know, know most of the players and I know Sam and I'm kind of as shocked as everyone else is. So, okay, take us through the top craziest things that you've seen while covering crypto and where does this FTX collapse fall in those ratings? Um, well, not to spoil it, but this is number one for sure. <laughs> um, other crazy things, I mean, I think the Mount Gox collapse, this was early, early crypto days, but there used to be just one mainstream exchange. You know, now there's lots. There's, you know, Coinbase and Binance and uh, Gemini and Kraken and there was FTX. But in the back in the day, there was only Mount Gox was the only game in town to buy and sell Bitcoin, Tokyo-based exchange. And then someone got in and robbed it for most of its Bitcoins. Um, and that was seen as an existential, you know, calamity. That's up there and crazy. I think uh, Silk Road, um, which was the big online drug marketplace run by the Dread Pirate Roberts, um, the incident where he got tackled in a San Francisco library and they grabbed his 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 laptop um, that had you know billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin on it, and then in the subsequent investigation, finding out the Secret Service and DEA agents were stealing the Bitcoin, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Then we have our friend Razzlecon from early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was related to, um, I think it was the BitMEX hacks. They all sort of, the hacks all blend together after a point. You remember that like social media rapper who, you know, yes. just happened to be sitting on $4 billion worth of Bitcoin. So those are some of the highlights that come to mind, but there's many <laughs> others since it's crypto. I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here just shaking my head. Like who, first of all, Who's doing the Netflix series? Like someone's got to be working on this this mini series of all this craziness. Like, are you are you writing it, Jeff? <laughs> I'd like to. Uh, although, I mean, you know, um, uh, you know, damn the luck. But Michael Lewis, the famous financial author, has the inside track on this. Um, you know, he's known for Moneyball and The Big Short. He spent the last six months with Sam Bankman-Fried for a book. And now that book probably has a very surprise new ending. And I think, yeah, Hollywood is 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 certainly clamoring to get uh, to get scripts for this. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's go back to this kind of house of cards that that he that Sam built. I mean, how how did so much smart money and so many smart investors get fooled and and get tangled up so badly? Yeah, I think a lot of us are asking that question, including those in the media. I'd like to say, oh, I suspected it all along, and now some people are coming out saying, oh, I knew it. But where were they a couple of weeks ago? He fooled everyone. Um, you know, I think maybe it was because he had you know the right pedigree. His parents were Stanford law professors. He was very good at seeming mainstream. You know, he had a few goofy ideas, but he was because a lot of crypto founders are you know real Bitcoin believers, real ideologues who are not necessarily you know relatable to ordinary people or ordinary business people. But you know, Sam Bankman-Fried, he was you know he was the golden boy. And then once everyone else thought he was a golden boy, you know, you did too. Um, you know, I'm not really sure how these kind of mass delusions happen, but, uh, you know, same way Bernie Madoff carried on for years until he was exposed. So, you know, or Elizabeth Holmes, you know, she's, yep. there's another good parallel, you know, I guess the story is so good and, you know, it's just, you want it to be true because the story is so cool. And then it's, uh, until it's not. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about all the other companies that have kind of gone down with this? Because people are throwing out Alameda, BlockFi, Binance. How, how does this entire ecosystem play together? 
Well, Alameda, of course, was his hedge fund. This all came undone because uh, he was running, you know, this big, you know, trading fund called Alameda, making exotic bets, betting in venture capital. And the theory is he probably got wiped out in the spring when Terra fell apart. Um, but uh, he was papering over the holes with customer money from his exchange. It'd sort of be like you put your, you know, your money in Robin Hood or Charles Schwab or something. But the CEOs of that company were taking that money and running a hedge fund with it. So that's what happened. And then in the summer, he was supposed to come in and save. Um, he was supposed to, you know, save uh, BlockFi and Voyager, maybe not Voyager, you know, a few other ones. He was the White Knight, but they're all toast now too. So um, any lender is is toast. The, the, and the new one today is is Genesis, which is the the big kind of trading firm. Mm. Um, so you know, this is there's probably gonna be a few other shoes to drop. Do you think? Um, do you think it's all going to get a lot worse before it gets better? I mean, obviously, none of us know what's going to happen in the future. But like, are you? Is your spidey sense saying like we're just? It's it. We have have we hit rock bottom? Um, well, I think actually Bitcoin's price is holding up pretty well. I mean, it got creamed along with everything else, but last I checked, it's still around you know sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars, um, which isn't good compared to its all-time high. But um, you know, I also just think the crypto industry is broad and resilient, and you know, can survive. Uh, you know, a bad actor it always has. I mean, this is another and a whole another level. But you know, there's just too many good players in the space and people building real stuff that I think is going to be fine. For sure. We're in the Crypto Cafe here with Jeff John Roberts, crypto editor of Fortune Magazine. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Uh, so, Jeff, I know there's a lot of doom and gloom right now. It's It's been a week, but I, I'd love to hear what you're excited about in the space. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it, Randy. I mean, there is always sort of silver linings. Um, you know, this one thing this has done is, you know, I don't know how in the weeds your, your listeners are, but, you know, the DeFi space um, true decentralized exchanges, they've all come through the entire crisis this year just fine. Companies like Make or Die and uh, Uniswap and things like that, it really shows the resiliency of true decentralized platforms while all these centralized ones are getting wiped out. So, um, You touched a little bit on the price of Bitcoin, how it dropped, but it mostly stayed stable. What, what does all this insanity mean for the price of cryptocurrencies? And do you think some will be much harder hit than others? Uh, yeah, well, there's the Sam coins, as they're calling them. I mean, there's uh, <laughs> Solana, you know, obviously FTT, the token, that's to that's absolutely toast. But then there's the, and then he said they've got goofy ones like, you know, was it like a moon or meme or some, some weird stuff? <laughs> and the serum one, that's probably toast. And then there's Solana, which until two weeks ago was like the big challenger to Ethereum and was like the hot new blockchain. But, you know, Sam was heavily involved in that one. So by reputation, I, you know, does it survive? Probably. But yeah, this is going to continue for a while. But, you know, if you want to be more hopeful, I mean, you know, Bitcoin's not going anywhere. Ethereum's not going anywhere. You know, projects with true value behind them are fine. So definitely. If you, So if you were a major investor in another exchange right now, like besides panicking and freaking out, what, what would you be doing? Like, what would you be looking for on the balance sheet? What would you be like? What would you be doing behind the scenes? Well, I mean, you know, big exchanges like Coinbase, I mean, they're public companies, so they can't mess around in this way. 
Um, Kraken, you know, I don't know, maybe it's naive, but I think, you know, the guy who runs Kraken's, you know, on record is, you know, he's pretty trustworthy. Um, if I was now others, you know, Binance, God knows what's under the hood there. Um, CZ, who basically took down FTX, you know, says he has the reserves, but there's a lot of discussion in the space right now of like, okay, you know, blockchains and crypto is all supposed to be about transparency and seeing everything on the blockchain. Now it's time for these companies to deliver. You know, I think there's talk of something called proof of reserves, which, you know, sort of basically showing, you know, on chain that, you know, the customer's money is there. Um, I think we're still figuring out how to do that, but I think that's the next step too. You know, it's, if anyone who's not being transparent right now should probably be transparent or, or, you know, uh, people are going to be very skeptical of you and rightfully so. For sure. Um, I, uh, so if you had to wave a crystal ball and see kind of how this current crisis plays out and what, what we're talking about in, you know, a few months from now, what do you, what do you think? What what's on your mind? Uh, I mean, the next one to watch is the political dimension, um, mm -hmm. because obviously, like you know, Washington D.C. is is you know angry and pissed off and shocked, not least because um, Sam Bankman-Fried made a fool of them. You know, he was you know testifying in Congress a couple months ago, and everyone liked him. You know, you know, Democrats and Republicans. So now, you know, I think Congress is probably feeling pretty vengeful and, you know, crypto is long awaited for, as they say, regulatory clarity, and they're going to get it for better or worse. Um, you know, what form is that going to be? It could be a good thing. I mean, if they, you know, pass the laws, you know, and the laws are not out to like destroy crypto, this could be a good thing. We could finally get the clarity and guardrails we need. Absolutely. Do you think, do we think there'll be consequences for, for Sam? Do you think he's going to go to prison? I know no, no one really knows, but I mean, well, there's there's not that much precedent, I guess, in this space for anything like this. Well, I would argue there is precedent in that if you defraud yes. you know, thousands of people <laughs> for billions of dollars, you generally go to prison. That's a fair, and, that's, that's a, that, that's yeah. a fair point. I do. I, so, I, you know, you're yes. right. Nothing's guaranteed, but if you wanted to, you know, make a, a, a wager, but you know, who knows, you know, is he going to get on a jet and try to fly to Dubai where there's no extradition treaty or something? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be him right now. He's, he's in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, not not liked by a lot of people right now. Um, and and uh, what about what about for you? What do you see yourself covering five years from now? What um, you know? What makes you jump out of bed excited about the space? And 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 what should we look for in your writing? Um, you know, this may sound crazy, but I'm still excited about crypto. It's just the most interesting thing to report on. You know, it's hard. It involves you know finance and technology and game theory and, you know, computer science. And I just meet so many brilliant people that, uh, you know, I just think, you know, and Web3 is going to happen. It's they're going to build the correct interface for it, make it accessible to ordinary people. And, um, uh, you know, and then we're uh, we'll see where we are. Absolutely. What what do you say to to people who are like rolling their eyes about crypto right now? Like if you're out with your friends or your family, like how like how are you going to keep Thanksgiving civil when, when like the conversation <laughs> turns to crypto? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I you know I'm 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 not uh, stupid, so I didn't tell my friends and family to buy crypto. You know, my <laughs> advice, um, you know, before this and now and after this is it's an exciting new asset, and from a wealth management perspective, you know, you should contemplate putting up to five percent of your income into it. Um, you know, do not you know okay, sell your house and buy you know the latest coin. Um, and, you know, I think common sense will prevail. So 
absolutely. I, uh, it, it's interesting. I definitely feel like I have my kind of like Web three passion friends, and then my like everyone else, and I have to, I have to be care, I have to read the room a little bit wherever I am of uh, of of the the level of enthusiasm that people have for talking about the space. Um, it's well, what so what what should we look for in the coming days? And weeks, uh, you mentioned kind of the political dimension and the and the fallout, but um, it, you mentioned Genesis and a few other companies. Is there anything that that uh, other that we should be looking out for in the fallout? Um, yeah, we should be watching what happens to Sam Bankman-Fried and his polyamorous, like you know, uh, penthouse friends who, you know, were, were supposed to be, you know, running a board, but were instead, you know, doing a lot of drugs and having orgies, which is kind of interesting. I'm just curious what's going to happen to them. Will they get arrested? Um, but in terms of like the market, yeah, I think just, you know, look for other big players to go down and what the, the fallout's going to be. Watch Binance. Are they big enough to survive this? I think so. Um, and then watch Washington, D.C. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of action there sooner than later. So those are the things I'm looking at right now. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for breaking this all down for us today. It is insane out there. I It's crazy that this has topped your list. I mean, there's been a lot of insane things that you've covered and lived through and uh, that this tops your list. Uh, I hope you can get some sleep uh, in the next few days, although who doesn't seem likely. Uh, where can our listeners go to keep up with you and follow everything that you're writing and covering? Um, yeah, I highly recommend you check out fortune.com slash crypto. That's our crypto vertical. We cover, you know, the biggest stories in crypto, but in a way for mainstream finance people, um, check out my book, Kings of Crypto. And um, yeah, thank you. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff John Roberts. And thank you for the opportunity to be here, Randy. It's a lot of fun. And just as a final word, hang in there, everyone. You know, we've, we've you know, crypto has been through stuff like this before. And we'll come out of it again. Now let's just make it Thanksgiving and I think things will settle down. Yes, I really, you know what? Thank you. I, I didn't even know I needed that pep talk, but I did need it. And so I, I really appreciate that. Um, you rock. Thanks so much. Um, and again, we're, it's, it's really great to have incredible reporters like yourself on the front lines covering this chaos and making it uh, relatable for all of us. So Jeff, thank you so much and happy holidays. That's very kind. Happy holidays to your listeners too. Bye, Randy. That was Jeff John Roberts, crypto editor for Fortune Magazine. Yes, hang in there, everyone. Just want to echo what Jeff said. This has been a crazy few weeks in crypto. No one knows if we have kind of seen the worst of it or not. But uh, as Jeff said, this is a very, very resilient time. And uh, um you know, there there are also a lot of areas of Web three that are not all about the the trading coins, and that there's a lot of art, there's creator economy, there's metaverse, there's gaming. Uh, so we can't just let one bad player, one bad company affect uh, enthusiasm and excitement about being on the front lines of an entirely new industry and innovation. Thanks so much for tuning into Crypto Cafe. Uh, you can also catch me. I'm, I do a live show on Sirius XM every Wednesday, Randy Zuckerberg Means Business, where I dive into very timely business and tech trends that are going on. So encourage you to check that show out at Sirius XM Channel 132 Business Radio. Thanks for joining us on the Crypto Cafe today, all about the FTX collapse and craziness.